a Florida woman wants an official Sugar Daddy Appreciation Day. A Florida threesome was interrupted when a man threw a cinder block. A Florida woman lost her nipples in some terrible plastic surgery. And a Florida man broke the world record for push-ups. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. And they are all from the state of Florida. Because on Friday on Weird AF News, we only do weird news from Florida, from the week. It's called Florida Fridays on Weird AF News. I thank you for joining me. Let's do it. (laughs) A Florida woman asks for Sugar Daddy Appreciation Day. A woman got dressed up and went to a local board meeting in Florida to request a new day. We have a lot of days. We had National Women's Day this past week. There's National Podcasters Day. Were you aware of that? Did you did you call Jonesy and say, hey, happy Podcasters Day? Some of you did. A lot of you didn't. Maybe you were unaware. Well, I'll have to give you a heads up next year so you can send me a gift. Because, <laughs> you know, podcasters work hard. You know, we're, we're stuck in these closets. You know, we need some support. We, we appreciate the day. There's days for everything. And so we have a Florida citizen who thought, you know what? I'm going to add to the culture. The Florida person went to the local board meeting and requested Sugar Daddy or Sugar Mommy Appreciation Day. And I, I think this is a great suggestion because Sugar Daddies and Sugar Mommies, they work really hard. They should get some appreciation. Would you agree? Now, the Florida woman identified herself as Ashley Cream. She went to the Boca Raton, Florida Planning and Zoning Board meeting yesterday. And she didn't say whether she herself is a sugar daddy or sugar mommy, but she did present some interesting information. She claims that Florida has, quote, the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in all of the United States. Now, it doesn't say where she got this data, and I question it. Um, I think you might find more sugar daddies and sugar mommies in Los Angeles and New York. I've heard a lot of anecdotes in these cities since I've lived in both of these cities from young women who move there and are propositioned. It's especially in Los Angeles. I've heard it many, many, many times. And I know a couple who have sugar daddies, the young actors um, struggling to make ends meet because this is a very expensive city to live in. And so they have found other ways to supplement their income. And one of which is a sugar daddy. There seems to be a lot of them in Los Angeles. Wherever you have wealthy people, you're going to have sugar daddies, sugar mommies. Uh, Let's continue with this Florida woman. She's quoted as saying, Miami, Palm Beach, and Boca lies the most concentrated population of these aged benefactors. So let us celebrate these giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you requesting that you carry a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. She went on to say that sugar daddies and even sugar mommies are responsible for college educations, homes, cars, vans, jets, and the occasional body enhancement. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. Um, the vans is a strange, uh, strange part of the list. Though. <laughs> Sugar daddies are giving out cars and body enhancements. We know that vans. I don't know. I don't know anyone who was like, yeah, I need to get a sugar daddy because I would like a van. <laughs> uh, 
the woman also said that sugar daddies help support the local economy. Yeah, they do, right? They take out their their dates. You know, they're going to restaurants and bars and whatnot. They're supporting the local body enhancement facilities, the local colleges. Yeah, they uh, support the strip clubs. They even at times pay rent for uh, multiple people. <laughs> It's not uncommon for a sugar daddy to pay the rent for three to five young women. I've heard of these stories. Now, the article says, when informed by the Planning and Zoning Board Chair, Arnold, that uh, her concern was a city council issue, the woman responded, quote, I really just wanted to address this issue here today because I think it's a very important issue. So, yeah, but... Apparently, so Arnold is saying you, you need to go to the city council for this. She went to the planning and zoning board to suggest this. And uh, I guess you would go to the planning and zoning zoning board regarding buildings and properties and structures, not for uh, you know sugar daddy, sugar mommy suggestions. But that didn't stop the Florida woman who... You know, just really wants to show support for the sugar daddies and sugar mommies out there. And I, you know, I think that's a great idea. Another quote from the lady, Ashley. She said, also, just want to say, you guys look amazing. I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> she was very complimentary. <laughs> and then as she left, she pushed an elderly man in a wheelchair out of the room, who I assume is her sugar daddy. <laughs> you can see the old man in the photo. He... <laughs> He doesn't look too pleased to be there. <laughs> he provided her with a ride to the board meeting, uh, I assume. And he more than likely provided her with her uh, physical enhancements, which you can see they're, they're quite um, nice. And um, they're front and center in the board meeting video. So you might want to check that out. A lot of fun going on in Florida. A threesome comes to an end when a Florida man throws a brick. Great title, man. The threesome is over when a Florida man throws a brick. A Florida couple had to be arrested this week following a romantic interlude with a third person. I love that. It's You mean a threesome? No, we mean a romantic interlude involving a third person. Uh, that could be just holding hands. We don't know. Uh, two of them could have been having intercourse. The third might have been uh, shooting it on video and singing. Whatever it was, it was a romantic interlude involving three people, and it turned violent, unfortunately. The last thing you want at your romantic group interlude is for it to turn violent. Let's find out how the brick was involved. We have Steven Lopez, a Florida man, age 31. He was charged with throwing a cinder block. All right, that's larger than a brick. Uh, he threw a cinder block into an what they're saying is an occupied conveyance. I'm not sure what that means. You mean a a home? <laughs> Occupied conveyance? Well, they use these big words like uh, romantic interlude means threesome. Occupied conveyance means a home or an apartment. We also have Angela Viviana Velez Vasquez. Wow, a lot of V's in her name. Angela Triple V, I'll call her. Triple V, which sounds like a wrestler. She's 20 years old. She was charged with battery. Uh, although she did not throw the cinder block, she's charged with some battery. According to the investigators, a 29-year-old female victim told the police there was a disagreement while the three were in bed at the suspect's residence. Oh, dude, man, you got to control that situation. 
You can't have a disagreement when you're about to have a threesome. Anything to screw it up, man. You got to make sure it goes smoothly. Your uh, romantic interlude. No disagreements during the romantic interlude. No cinder blocks or bricks. All right, I scrolled through this article. I'm searching for what the disagreement was about. It doesn't indicate what it was about. I found two other articles covering this same incident. None of them can say what the disagreement was about that interrupted this romantic interlude. I guess we'll just have to imagine. Did, could they not agree on what music to play? One of them was like, you know, I would really love to play some R. Kelly. And then they were like, well, no, that's offensive. All right, we're not playing R. Kelly during our romantic interlude, okay? Maybe one of them is covered head to toe in leather and then says, perhaps we should listen to some German house music during this romantic interlude. I really love to get down to the German house music. Yeah. Maybe the disagreement was about where they're going to eat after, after they're done their uh, calisthenics. <laughs> Can we please go to IHOP? I always go to IHOP after my threesomes. They're great. I get the three-way breakfast after having my three-way. Or, or being that this is Florida, perhaps the disagreement was about the exchange of money in this romantic encounter. <laughs> I'd imagine someone's getting paid here. This is Florida after all. Okay, now according to the police report, the victim told the investigators that both of these suspects struck her while they were in bed. Uh, maybe that was the sort of romantic interlude that they're into, striking. Uh, it says, then... Lopez threw a cinder block through her vehicle's rear window. That's odd. <laughs> Went outside and threw... Oh, maybe, they, maybe they, there was a disagreement about where they were going to have the romantic interlude. And then the victim was like, can't we just do this in my car? And then Lopez is like, I'm not having another threesome in a car. Besides, yours is a Mini Cooper. There's no room. I've tried to have a threesome in a Mini Cooper before. It doesn't work logistically. She's like, no, it's either a three-way in my Mini Cooper or no three-way. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Chucks the cinder block through the rear window. How about that? There's glass everywhere. Can't have a three-way now in your Mini Cooper. Oh, wait, hold the boat, guys. Hold the phone. Jonesy went deeper. I went on a deeper dive. I, I like to go deeper because I like to please. <laughs> uh, I found a more comprehensive article that got into the actual details of what the argument was about, what happened inside that bedroom that day that's messed up the threesome. Apparently, it's all related to some genital-centric insults. Huh? How about that? Some insulting going on about the genitalia. Let's find out who insulted who over what genitalia and what was wrong with the genitalia. The victim claims that uh, she was upset after Stephen and his girlfriend tried to dominate her sexually. That was the first thing that she didn't appreciate during their romantic tryst. Uh, and at that moment, she informed Stephen that he had a little D word, um, also known as penis. So she said, you have a little D and that the woman had a stank pee, <laughs> a stanky pee. <laughs> you got a little D and you got a stanky pee. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> little D and stanky pee. <laughs> Oh, sounds like a superhero duo. <laughs> Never fear, Little D and Stanky P are here. <laughs> you don't want to take us into the bedroom, but we'll save you. We'll save you from the evildoers. Okay, okay, before I exit this particular story, I have one more detail that I got from this more descriptive uh, article that I found, and I thought this was kind of fascinating. Turns out this is how the couple met the 
woman that they invited over for a threesome. The woman met her while working as a taxi driver. So <laughs> she was, she was uh, driving a taxi, and then this woman got in her taxi. She's like, where can I drop you off? And by the way, would you like to, I don't know, come to the bedroom with me and my boyfriend? <laughs> Please don't mention his small D, all right? That, that could not end well. The last time someone mentioned a small D, he threw rocks. I took a little blue pill so I could please you. ¿Cómo te llamas? A Florida woman lost her nipples during some terrible Colombian plastic surgery. You probably don't want your plastic surgery done in Colombia. Let's get into the story, which I'll call Nipples Here, Gone Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we have our victim here, a Florida woman, poor Lindsay Colosimo. She is one of millions of Americans who voluntarily elect to have some part of their body augmented in some way. And in this day and age, it isn't as taboo as it once was. It's very common where I live in Los Angeles, where everyone's woman, everyone's woman, every woman's lips are eight times the normal size. Looks pretty funny. Um, anyways, uh, this says here, the cost of having such procedures done can be astronomical, as you know. So we have this Florida woman. She decided to take matters into her own hands by cutting the cost of her surgery, getting it done in a different country at an extremely discounted rate. Um, this is very common. Uh, when I visited Peru, uh, everywhere I looked, there was these dent these offices, uh, dental services were offered, medical services were offered, and uh, they were a lot cheaper than in some other countries. So this is sort of like a, they call it medical tourism. Anyways, this is a decision this Florida woman now regrets because she lost her nipples. Uh, from my understanding, nipples do not grow back. It's uh, not like when you lose a toenail. Uh, I think you can, you can get them airbrushed on. Not really sure, not familiar with this. This is the first time I'm encountering a lost nipple situation. The Florida woman, this is her history with this. She had a tummy tuck performed in the United States. She wasn't pleased with the results. She spoke with her friends who apparently had visited Columbia for their plastic surgery. It doesn't say what they got, but she hopped on a flight, went down there for the procedure. She got more than she bargained for, so she was trying to fix her tummy tuck situation. Uh, the doctors told her that the tissue around her breasts, unfortunately, was dead. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I guess that led to the nipples just sort of failing, nipple failure, and they fell away. Uh, can't they fix this somehow? I mean, they can reconstruct everything. You can get a new vagina, from my understanding. You know, they're definitely doing new butts. Can't you do some new nipples as well? I mean, even for cosmetic purposes, some kind of Brazilian nip resuscitation surgery. Does that, did I just make that up? You know, maybe you pick your nipples off a chart, you know, you're trying, at that point you could pick whatever sort of nipples you'd like. I mean, maybe you had some nipples that were unsavory, you know, there's nipples out there that are, are unsavory. Well, we all have our nipple tastes, but a lot of times it's those big ones that we don't, uh, we don't really like. Um, I'm, I'm speaking uh, from, you know, just what I've heard in the culture, um, although I, I would imagine there's a, there's trends in everything, so maybe, maybe the big pancake nipple will come back someday. I, I don't know. I mean, either way, you just, you can't go live your life with ghost nipples. You know what I mean? That's just creepy and weird. And what if she, you know, has a baby? How's she going to, how's she going to feed the Florida baby without the nips? Uh, I mean, you could, I guess you could just do the bottle thing or have one of your friends breastfeed the kid. Um, I don't know much about breastfeeding, to be honest. 
I know there's solutions for it, though, if you can't do it. So I'm just trying to fix the situation. I should shut up, really. I should just shut up. Just lastly, I'll say um, it doesn't indicate where this Florida woman lives, but um, it'd be funny if it was Naples, because then you could say, hey, she's nipless in Naples. No? Bad joke? Okay. A Florida man breaks the world record for push-ups in one hour. We have here someone in Florida doing something wonderful, setting a goal, achieving it. A 60-year-old Florida man, 60-year-old Florida man, that's uh, 32 in Florida years. This guy bested a Guinness World Record when he completed, get this, 3,264 push-ups in one hour. Over 3,000 push-ups in an hour. 3,264. I mean, can you even do 64 in an hour? This guy pushing the envelope. Florida man killing it. Proving that there's no limit to what you can do if you're constantly running from gators and on meth. Way to go, Florida man. What's his name? We have Rob Sterling. Not to be confused with Rod Sterling of the Twilight Zone. Wasn't it the Twilight Zone? We have Rob Sterling said that he decided to take on the Guinness World Record for most push-ups in one hour for males after he learned that there was an Australian named Daniel Scally. Yeah, Daniel Scally set the record previously in April. 3,182 push-ups in April. Rod Sterling, Florida man, was like, No, down with you, Scally. I'm going to break your record, you Australian. Dan Under, Dingo ate your baby. I'm going to break your record. I'm going to eat your record. Sterling said he had already unofficially broke the record during a conference in Miami. It's just unofficial. There was a, somebody dared him at the bar. He's like, ah, I could do it. And then just did, did about 3,200. He said he decided to make an official attempt so that he could set the record on record, which means I believe you take a video of what you're doing and send it to Guinness. Let's find out. Let's keep reading because maybe maybe one of us want to break a record. What could I do? I'm probably going to break the record for most podcasts in a closet. I'm, up, I'm about 1,600 in. I don't know what the record is. I'll have to reach out to Guinness. My goodness, my Guinness. I love Guinness. Okay, so this guy, Rod, said he was going to make an attempt and set his personal goal at 3,200, which, of course, would have broken Daniel Scally's, the Australian's record. Um, but Florida man didn't stop there. He, he beat his own goal, 3,264 push-ups in one hour. He has a video from his successful attempt, which is now being submitted to the Guinness World Records for official verification. Now, I whipped out my calculator here, and I, I did some division, right? We have here 3,264 in one hour. That comes down to 54.4 push-ups per minute. I'm going to reduce it even further to get push-ups per second. That is 0.906666666 push-ups per second. So about one per second, um, which seems easy, but you know, after 10 minutes of that, I mean, imagine the burning that you're feeling. I mean, to keep going for an hour is very, very impressive. It is certainly a feat for anybody to do, never mind a guy who's 60 years old. By the way, you got to see a photo with this guy. He's got a full head of hair. He's jacked. Looks like a sugar daddy that needs some support. Yeah, let's give him his own day. Sugar daddies with great heads of hair day. Okay, so this guy also told the media he's not going to stop here. He's going to keep going. He wants another Guinness record. Let's see what it's going to be. Best hair while doing push-ups? He says, there's a one-minute push-ups world record that I'm eyeing. It's 144 push-ups in one minute, and I set out to do that while I was training for this, and I think I got this. 
Oh, love it. Florida man setting another goal. Any Florida man that could set more than one goal in life is already bucking the trend down in Florida. Heck, man, if you could just be alive, stay alive in Florida. I mean, you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> Jonesy is highly calf. What's up, my friends? Thank you for spending some time with me on this Florida Friday episode. I hope you found it worth your time. I did a, I did my best. I did the best. I did the breast I could. No puns. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent me Florida articles and stories. I appreciate that. You can always send me stuff to my uh, Gmail, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can drop them into my DMs at funnyjones on Instagram as well. Uh, I want to give some shout outs here uh, to people who left me a very, very lovely reviews on Amazon. We have um, Jesse Carmona. Jesse Carmona gave me five stars and wrote, I think that a good amount of the time, meaning about probably like 34% of the time, you're dorky enough to be cool. And I like it, Jonesy. Kind of makes me wonder if you're cute. I am. I swear you make some of this stuff up, though. I fact-checked everything, but I just don't have time to fact-check all that. So I just sit back and enjoy the ride. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, sit back and enjoy the ride, Jesse. It's, it's uh, well, it's free. So, you know, very little commitment here. But yeah, you can fact-check this stuff. I, you know, I don't fact-check everything, but I'll look up the ones that seem like they might not be true. Um, you, you know, most of them are coming from legit sources anyways, so that I don't really need to fact check them. But there's some that are questionable, and then I will look for multiple stories. And if I don't find them, then I, I you know, I'll, I'll sort of like kind of put them to the side until I have more time to research. And, you know, oftentimes I'll never even get back to them because it, there's just so many stories that are true, <laughs> that are verifiable, uh, that are to- totally weird that I don't have to ever... I don't have to worry about the content. Anyways, um, as you can see, my mouth is moving faster than my brain because I've had way too much coffee. Okay, Elizabeth, shout out. She gave me five stars on Amazon as well and wrote, totally worth it. I accidentally came across your podcast, Jonesy, and loved it. So now I listen to you every morning. Also, my friends and I are going to one of your shows in Dallas, Texas later this month. Just look for the three hot blondes. Keep us laughing. Thank you. Oh, look about look at that, guys. I got three hot blondes coming, in, coming to my show in Dallas, Texas. Now, I know that's probably not a rare event for everyone in Texas. Texas because everyone's a blonde, a hot blonde in Texas. It's just filled with hot blondes, I think. But to me, this is a treat. So I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for taking the time to write that. And I look forward to uh, meeting you at my show in Dallas. If you guys want to know the details, I'm going to be headlining TK's in Addison. Uh, and that is going to be the last weekend of uh, March. So I think the dates are 24, 5, 6, 7, something like that. It's like a Thursday through Sunday. Anyways, you can go to their website. Just Google TK's Comedy Club, Texas. It'll come up. So thank you, Elizabeth. Looking forward to seeing you and all your hot friends. Uh, also, I, I just let you know, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. If you want to call the show, 646-450-2012, anytime. So we heard from some OGs, by the way. Um, uh, Michael and Connie called. Uh, we heard from Kelly, who um, is educating us on what intersex means. Uh, Rebecca from Texas called to just kind of clear up the whole teacher thing because she's been a teacher for decades. She had an opinion on that teacher breast story. Um, uh, had a, a new caller named Aster uh, who says that Weird AF News should be national. And uh, 
Yeah, I I agree. Well, I don't know what national means. I mean, it's available all over the world. I know that, but it should be picked up and you know spread more. I think it's it's definitely something that everyone can enjoy for the most part if you're English speaking, and you know, and I I try to keep it clean for the kids even. So, yeah. Well, you know, you guys can always help spread it. You know, that could be a thing too. So if you really love it, you know, share it. Um, and word of mouth works too. Just tell a friend. That's pretty cool. Also got a call from Shante, who uh, she really laid it out. And uh, she's called many, many times. I really love to hear from her. Shante said that she feels bad for comedians right now because the world can't seem to take a joke and people are stupid. And I completely agree. And yes, it has made my job more challenging. And it's the reason why sometimes I'll do disclaimers on the show. Because I know people are going to take me out of context or could. So I try to do that. But, you know, I don't pull too many punches. Uh, I think overall, I at the end of the day, I state my opinion on this podcast, you know, and, and, and sometimes my opinion is unsavory to certain people. And I know that, uh, but I do it anyway. So, yeah, um, it, it does affect me, but nah, not too much. You know, I, it doesn't have to affect me. It, can't, it doesn't have to stop me because I'm just doing this tiny little podcast in a closet. You know, it's not like I'm being paid by NBC or NPR. You know, if this show was on. NPR, do you think I would be allowed to say the things I say? No, no. But because I don't have some corporation that's funding me, I can do what I want. I can say what I want. And I want to keep it that way. Even if a corporation was trying to fund me and then they were like, well, we want to change what you do. We want you to take it down a notch, maybe not express your true opinion. I'd be like, you know what? You can screw because, you know, I, you know just take your money elsewhere because I'm never going to do that. I'm always going to speak my mind. You can't find people speaking their minds in this you know, in this world of entertainment, it's hard. You can, you can. There's a few, you know, Dave Chappelle, there's a few. But Dave is super wealthy. He can do that. You know, I'm not one of those wealthy guys. So and on one, in one sense, I'm taking a risk by speaking my mind on this podcast because, you know, maybe it'll never have mainstream appeal. I don't know that. Um, maybe just people like us, weirdos that want to hear someone say it, say it like it is, will like it. You know, but that's fine with me because I know if you're a fan of mine, you're legit. You're like authentic. You know, I don't have to worry about that. And the people that love this show, I, I can rely on you. And I, and I know that it's real, you know. Anyways, I didn't mean to get all um, sentimental on you, but just uh, uh, Shante made me think of these things. And so I appreciate the calls, by the way, guys. If, uh, if you'd like to support this show, uh, please consider buying me a coffee or joining the Patreon, which you can do off my website, weirdafnews.com. You can click on the banners that we have there, buy a coffee, join the Patreon. There's also a link to the Patreon in the, the description of the podcast. So you can just go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. That's pretty cool. I hope you have a nice weekend, or you had one, in case you're listening to this Monday morning, or you're about to have one, in case you're listening to this Friday night. Uh, I appreciate your support and your time. Much love. See you later. Yay! Over the weekend, the Department of Land and Natural Resources received... Sorry, I was just listening to your podcast. I've been listening to you now for about... Shucks, man. I think like almost almost two years, I think. Either way, listen, Jonesy, you're crazy. You're great. Um, born in Trinidad, went to New York, lived in Florida for a very long time. In fact, I just tagged you on an Instagram post about some Florida stuff. It's, it's incredible. I'm in New York at the moment. Uh, my name is Aster, and uh, I've got to say, your show should be national, international. I like the weird news. Um, I didn't know if you were saying in the closet because you were in the closet, but either way, it doesn't matter, bro. You are uh, different news, 
And I like different because different a lot of the times means real. So Florida has a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Good luck with your life. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jonesy, this is uh, Shantae from uh, California. Anyway, so, you know, I'm just thinking about you as a comedian, period, because, um, you know, what's going on in the world right now, they're having a, a backlash. I'm not going to say the names, but they're, people are having um, a backlash, negative reviews of what a certain comedian said during, during his live stand-up regarding to what happened to him last year's at an award show. So people had a... The Daffy did get mad at him for saying how he feels, but yet he got assaulted on live television in front of the world, but yet people want to get mad at him because he's saying a, a, a few words about the person who hurt him. I mean, this is ridiculous, the world that we live in. This is ridiculous, the world that we live in, that comedians can't say nothing, nothing, Without people being so offend, being offended about it, it's it's so stupid. Like now, I hear you on the podcast. You know, every time when you talk about drugs or whatever, you say, "Oh, you say, oh, I don't condone it. I can, I don't condone it." It's so stupid that you have to say you don't condone drugs. You know, it's just so stupid. Like people know you don't condone drugs, but we live in a world where you have to say it because then somebody's gonna call you. Oh, you know, you should say that you 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 know that you don't condone drugs. That's you know that's 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 not cool. Da da da. Like why should I just don't get it? Why can people just say a joke without people just getting so defensive about every little thing? So honestly, I feel I really feel for you comedians. I really do. I really really do. And I wish we can go back to the world how it was, you know, before 2020 when people weren't so so sensitive about every little thing. Because this is ridiculous. Like what happened to just the raw jokes that comedians are able to say without people getting offended? It's so stupid. It really is. You know, and you know it could um Josie, I'm you know, I I could speak from a lot of viewers, you know, that listen to you. You don't have to say that you can you don't condone drugs. You don't have to say that every time. We know you don't condone drugs. You just condone people doing what they want to do. So you don't have to say that every time, Josie. But it's sad that you feel that way that you have to say that because somebody's going to get offended. Oh, you condone drugs. You know, it's so stupid. Anyway, good luck with your life, man, and good luck with being a comedian in this tough world for reals. Hey, Jonesy, it's Kelly. Um, you're a fan with uh, the ex who has the tiny penis. Anywho, calling about yesterday's show, first, um, the blue whale is actually the largest mammal on Earth, not the humpback. That's like second or third. I always remembered weird facts like this. Um, and maybe you could speak Hawaiian, but sometimes you're – pronunciations are a little off for anything, so I don't know. I can't speak Hawaiian, but I can say which is a Hawaiian dish. Um, also, Miss Lemieux, the teacher in question, I went and looked at an article myself because I was so puzzled by what size Z breast could potentially look like, and the man that they have in those pictures that could possibly have been her isn't her. Look at the noses. Um, and compare them to the other person. The nostrils are the wrong shape. The no nose isn't as slim as the man. Um, not the same person. 
But intersex also isn't a gender per se. It's what in the olden days would have been termed hermaphroditism. So hermaphrodite and intersex used to be interchangeable terms. And medically, it's a couple of different conditions. It could be a genetic condition where you have chromosomes that reflect both male and female um, traits or because of hormone influxes in the body. Um, as you developed in the womb, you could show both male and female uh, sexual organs um, or genitalia. So when uh, Miss Lemieux was saying that she's undergoing transition therapy, it's probably because her body produced more male hormones than she needed. So it's not the gender she chose, it's her medical condition. And interesting fact, intersex conditions are about as common as red hair in the world. So one in every however many persons you see um, are intersex medically in some way. Some might not notice it because it's more pronounced. And there's even cases where boys um, have YY chromosomes, which is extremely rare, instead of XY. And because they don't have uh, the trigger, the balance to sh have their body cue their male development, their puberty, um, they end up extremely feminine. And many of them, they have no male genitalia. They have no male hormones produced regularly. So many of them grow up thinking that they are extremely female until we have... Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I am listening to the uh, segment with the Canadian teacher with the size Z breasts. Um, like you, I had no idea such a thing existed. And I, I literally have you paused right now on my Alexa speaker because I went to look up the article you're talking about and look at the pictures and... Yes, that is not appropriate for an adult in a school setting. The way this person is dressed, regardless of any other issues going on with them, uh, speaking as a professional teacher in the state of Texas, yes, okay, I'll give you that. But still, professional teacher, more than two decades worth of, of public education experience, First of all, the skirt that is um, shown, and I looked through images. There are many images of this person um, available on the Internet. And in all of these pictures, this person is dressed in a very tight skirt, which is quite short, and a form-fitting top. And it beggars description to try and describe without being vulgar what the size and shape of these breasts are. Back problems are only the beginning of what must be going on if these are natural breasts. Um, Jeez, shoulder pain, stretching of the skin. Oh, it's, it's this poor person. If those are natural, that is just really, really sad, and they need some medical intervention. 
Um, if that's an optional lifestyle choice, it's not an appropriate lifestyle choice for school, and they need a more um, modest, less bulky, because I swear, how do you work around power tools with breasts that hang down below your belly button uh, and come out as far as your elbows? That was astonishing. Uh, anyhow, that, that's about my two cents worth. I'm, I'm boggled, but it's definitely not appropriate school wear. Um, and I'm amazed Canadian teachers don't have a dress code. Surely they must. Anyway, bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City, and I just wanted you to know that I received your podcast just fine yesterday on my Google Assistant, so no problems with uh, your Anchor podcast in that respect for yesterday. But after I listened to your segment about Laguna Beach banning balloons in a public space, I kind of thought, well, geez, what's the deal with that? You know, I'm not really sure I'm down with that, but... Strange how things happened. You know, within an hour, I listened to my local news, and there's the city of Muscatine, Iowa, which is just 40 miles away from Iowa City. It's on the Mississippi River, and there was a, a young family on there. Uh, it was two parents and their two young daughters, and unfortunately, not their one-and-a-half-year-old son because he died after visiting the local playground. Uh, he had died six months before, and the family had gone on the local news to tell their story, how they had visited the, the local playground there, the city playground, and they were just playing, and uh, they noticed their one-and-a-half-year-old son come tottering over to them, and he was turning blue, and they had rushed him to the hospital, and he died from suffocation because he had eaten a piece of a latex balloon that he found on the playground that came lodged in his throat, and he suffocated and died. And the parents were really struggling with the loss of their son, and they finally had built up enough energy and strength and stamina to go on and, and make a plea to the public to please clean up after having a water balloon fight or, you know, a party at a at the city playgrounds or parks, you know, and balloons get broken and the remnants are left behind in the grass and they're just making a plea to people. They weren't blaming anyone or or trying to scold people. They're just saying, please, if you use the city playground to clean up after yourselves, do a very thorough job because they lost their son because of this. The child apparently found a piece on the ground and had put it in his mouth and he suffocated. And so they're just trying to wait, raise awareness of this. The family had been going through family counseling and they had just at that point, you know, wanted to raise awareness of this. And I think this is maybe a very good idea what they're doing, not to ban, as Laguna Beach said, not in their home, people's homes, but in public spaces, it's something that can be done. And you think nothing bad is going to happen with a silly old balloon, but when you see the tragedy that this caused this family, you can understand why this kind of thing might be done. So, yeah, go ahead and have balloons in your own home, and you've got to be careful even there. But it's something that a city can do where people are maybe. Hi, Jensie. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. I was calling about the podcast you did yesterday with a creepy man giving out candy to 
were trying to give out candy to kids in the park. And he didn't, he had never heard of Pot of Gold candy. It's made by Hershey's and of course it comes in a gold box. And I'm not real sure what the difference is except for the box. But I have had those before and they are very good. It's just assorted chocolates like always. But, um, they are really good and well, you know, you can't blame kids for not taking candy in the park, even if it is wrapped up in a box. It's just weird. But um, in the Random Act of Kindness Day, I don't remember anybody doing anything specific on that day. But around here, people do still open doors for each other. And, um, you know, if you're the plot of a driveway at, at your house or... Of course, that doesn't happen at home, but like in a parking lot, if you're trying to pull out onto the road and there's they're backed up, people will let you out and, you know, give you some leeway. So that's, you know, an act of kindness, I think, or, you know, not running over you when you try to merge, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, they do still happen. But, um, and two, I'm really... I just saw this commercial. I was watching, I'm at home and I'm watching TV. And it was a Smokey the Bear commercial, which I haven't seen one in like forever. But um, these two guys are sitting around the campfire discussing the proper way to put one out, which I'm sure people really talk about when they're camping. But um, Smokey the Bear's voice comes on and it's female. And this, I thought, Smokey Bear's a girl, a girl bear, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I guess I've always thought of him as being a male bear. So that really confused me, and I don't know if anybody else is confused about that or not. They probably haven't even thought about it, but it just threw me for a loop. I thought, gosh, Smokey's a girl? So anyway, but... um. And two, at the end of the podcast, you mentioned um, a change in the company that you do the, that puts out your podcast. And that would be really sad if I didn't. I mean, I know things don't ever last forever, but it would be disappointing not to hear 